Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Another episode has hit your device. Yes, the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, listening to us. Is that tuning in? Sounds like the radio, doesn't it? <laughs> Downloading the podcast series and uh, subscribing. It's great to have your company. We very much appreciate your time listening to us. And uh, Mrs. Mean's back in the studio. Mrs. Mean, of course, is Lindsay Cook, consumer and uh, freelance journalist. Uh, she's a campaigner for better lifestyle and saving money. And uh, it's good to see back in the studio, Mrs. Mean. I've got to say, the summer months do make you look meaner. I'm not sure what it is, whether it's the shadows from the sun. I don't know, but you're looking mean. Well, I think the rain probably hasn't helped <laughs> in the last few days. <laughs> I don't think it has. Uh, we're getting some great download numbers on our series, which I'm really pleased about. And uh, got to thank our listeners for uh, doing that and spreading the word. Today's episode, Getting Your Money Back. Credit cards have revolutionised, of course, our spending what, for almost 50 years now, Mrs. Mean, credit card holders have been protected by Section 75 of something called the Consumer Credit Act. And it's been immensely helpful for many of us during the chaos of the pandemic and subsequent travel problems. It's stopped credit card customers being ripped off. And you're all for this, aren't you, Mrs. Mean? You don't want people being ripped off. Nobody wants to be ripped off, do they? No, they don't. And the Consumer Credit Act has given customers rights when they spend money. And it has saved literally millions of people billions of pounds, particularly when they use their credit cards. But, and the reason why I'm talking about it now, this legislation is under threat as the Treasury is planning to axe the legislation and replace it by rules overseen by the Financial Conduct Authority, which most of us think is going to weaken the legislation. And I suspect some of the banks will be high-fiving each other as this legislation is likely to be diluted, which means the banks have to pay out less money. The Treasury is putting together detailed proposals. They're going to consult with us all next year, but I want us to be ready. But I also want to remind people what brilliant legislation this is and how many people... I lose count of the number of people who have lost money after using a credit card and didn't know this legislation existed. So I want us all to know it exists and I want us to use it because we can't afford to um, lose money if we're scammed or robbed Mm. or just sold a pup. So we really need to make sure the legislation exists, but we also need to use it or we could lose it. Well, they don't really shout about the legislation. It's something they don't really promote that much, is it really? Absolutely. If you look in the details on your credit card terms and conditions, there will be a section on it. Mm. We do now get adverts from um, the big banks about how to avoid being scammed and we get little emails and stuff like that. But they don't say, oh, going on holiday, make sure you've paid for your flights using a credit card and then you are protected if the airline goes bust. They don't say that. I say it. <laughs> yes, you're a very, very strong promoter and advocate of all of that, aren't you? So yeah. lots to get through. We're looking at the following areas. How Section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act works, how you can claim exclusions, what to do when your bank or credit card ignores your claim, and making international and online shopping safe. Let's uh, start off then with uh, how the Section 75 actually works, the Consumer Credit Act works, Mrs Mean? Well, under the Act, credit card issuers and the retailer are both 
jointly responsible that you should get what you pay for. That is, if you paid more than £100 for an item and less than 30000 But £100, you know, it covers so many flights and things like that. It covers so much that's bought online. It really is good coverage. It's not just if you're defrauded. It's if something arrives and it's not what you expect. It's not the quality you expect. It's if you, as I say, your flight is cancelled and you're offered vouchers and they won't give you anything else. It covers so much and it really is literally protecting consumers to the tune of billions of pounds. Mm. The banks probably are saying, well, why are we jointly responsible? And I think it dates back to when credit cards were just being born in this country. I think something like 1966 that Barclay Card and a couple of others, American Express, started issuing cards. And this act came into fruition or into operation in 1974. And, you know, before then, Mm. people didn't have credit cards. They paid with checks. I don't think they even had debit cards then or or bank guarantee cards, but they were suspicious of credit cards. They were suspicious of buying things from people. And so this meant that the banks had more customers, more retailers who would use them to buy things. And so it gave security to us as customers. And now nobody needs encouraging to use their credit cards. And so the banks probably don't want us to have that encouragement, but it was to secure us. And it it covers you for consequential loss. So that if you miss a flight because your train doesn't run or whatever, it really goes as far as you could imagine legislation and you don't even have to pay the full price of your transaction using the credit card. You can pay a deposit, can be as little as a pound using the credit card when you're buying something that is worth thousands. I know somebody who used their credit card when they were paying for their wedding venue put a pound on his credit card, the rest was paid by cash. And this is quite sensible because quite often places like wedding venues or other places will charge you a surcharge of 5% if you use a credit card because they have to pay for the use of the credit card. So if you only put a pound on it, you don't get the surcharge, you pay them cash, but you are protected. So it is purely credit cards, not debit cards. Debit cards aren't covered on this, are they? They're not covered by the Act, but there is an informal scheme that um, works, and most of the debit cards have a voluntary scheme. It doesn't have an upper limit, so you could buy something worth more than 30000 on a debit card, mm. and you have to claim within 120 days of purchase or when the item should have been supplied. So if you bought your flight now for December, it's when the flight doesn't go in December that you can make your claim. But under Section 75, credit card claims can be made for up to six years after the uh, transaction and they can be made you can apply say to Barclay card even if you're no longer a customer of them as long as you were a customer when you made that purchase so it really is really extensive the debit system works just as well it's more voluntary and you can't say it's my right whereas you can with the the credit card one Um, so mrs me the goods or services you buy then is there a, a limit does it have to be a certain amount how does it actually work in that respect the item must be worth a hundred pounds or more. Right, okay. And less than thirty thousand. But the hundred pounds can be a bit of a problem. If you buy a suit that costs one hundred and eighty pounds and it never is sold as two bits, you can claim on it. Okay. If you buy a suit that is sold, you know, you're buying 
the jacket's at £90 and the trousers are £90 or variations on that, you won't be covered because both of them are under £100. Mm. So it's not there to cover you when you're buying something that costs three or four pounds. And it covers people when they're buying furniture, buying stuff for their home. As I say, paying for holidays, it's been really helpful for people, particularly during the pandemic when some airlines mm. went out of business. Also, when shops go out of business, you know, we've had the stores like BHS and Debenhams going out of business. Well, then you can claim. Does this also apply to foreign transactions? You know, when you go away on holiday, it's very much a holiday season at the moment. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we're in uh, July at the moment. Uh, you know, people go off on holidays, they go shopping, they might see a nice suit somewhere in a, a store abroad. Does it apply to foreign transactions as well? Absolutely. As long as you've used your UK credit card, it's covered. Right. Uh, and as long as it's cost you more than £100 and less than £30,000, be a very expensive suit at £30,000, but it covers you then. Now, when you make a claim, you've got to be able to produce receipts and invoices, a contract. If the contract for your cheap suit in the Far East says rip-off suit made from polyester, you won't be able to claim when it isn't silk. Yeah, you've got to keep the documentation. You should have photos or videos of the goods, marketing material. You know, if you're told it's such and such a thing and it isn't, some things bought on online are not what they are purported to be. You know, they may not be leather. A lot of people don't want leather, so that's a disadvantage for some. <laughs> you need the documentation. And, you know, nowadays you probably will have an email trail of you saying, how much is so-and-so? Is it the genuine item? Some people will sell items that are not the main thing. Headphones that are not the lead brand, but are knockoffs that are made somewhere in the Far East. And you buy them for £110 and think you've got a bargain until you can't hear anything on them. You've got to be careful, yeah. but if something's sold purporting to be a certain thing, you know, if a carpet's purported to be wool and it turns out not to be, those sort of things, very easy to solve. There are lots of disputes. Often credit card companies don't want to cover them, but don't feel too sorry for the banks. You know, when a retailer goes bust, the merchant acquirers, which is the banks that provide credit card services to the retailer, the ones that charge them 1.5% every time the credit card is used to purchase things. So, you know, they get their funds from the retailers and they hold back funds. If a company goes bust, they hold back the funds. They don't go into the general pot to pay the creditors. When Comet went bust, merchant acquirers held back $9.4 to cover compensation for the customers. When Land of Leather went into administration, they held back $4.5 million but only 1.1 million was needed. Mm. When companies appear to be experiencing financial difficulties, the merchant acquirer, the bank credit card, is likely to increase the amount they hold back. And I'm sure during the pandemic, when there were lockdowns and flights weren't able to go, I'm sure the credit card companies held back more money so that they could pay out claims when the airlines didn't. Absolutely. And yet remember... We make, on average, 175 credit card transactions a year. And so that means most of us are likely to need 
the Consumer Credit Act sometime soon. Okay, and that's what we're looking at today on the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast. Mm. Consumer credit, getting your money back. So then, still to come on today's podcast, how to claim in just a moment, exclusions, what to do when your bank credit card ignores your claim, and making international and online shopping safe. So, Mrs Mean, I've uh, purchased that item, not quite what I wanted. Uh, It's it's a bit of a rip-off, and, you know, it's uh, got a, a false badge on those headphones you mentioned just now. You know, how do I claim? What do I do to get my money back? Well, first of all, you go to the retailer if they're still operational. If they've gone bust, it makes it a lot easier because you don't have to have a discussion saying they won't pay me. But you go to the retailer and say what your complaint is. If they won't deal with it, then you go to the bank or lender. You need to tell them that you want help resolving an issue with something you paid for using a card. Say you want to use the Section 75 process and, as I say, you need receipts and invoices, any other proof of payment. If there was a contract, that's useful. Any marketing material, screenshots, information about the goods or services. So many websites nowadays have lots of information about the product. Mm. Get a screenshot very easily. Any correspondence you've had where you said, this isn't what I paid for, and they say, go away, that can be helpful. Photos or videos of the goods or service you paid for. As I said earlier, somebody got a packet of biscuits when they thought they were buying a phone. That packet of biscuits might persuade, don't eat them, might persuade the bank to pay you back. And there have been lots of scams with that. Some scammers know that certain items weigh the same as a bottle of water or they know how much water, how many mils of water to put in a bottle Mm. to make it weigh the same because that way it goes through a system. You know, don't feel sorry for the banks. They have funds that they've held back from their retail customers to help us. And um, it's our duty to claim the money, not just to let it fester. Okay, thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. Let's uh, move on to exclusions then. How does that work? Well, to claim, you need a direct link between the credit card customer and the credit card company. That means if you're using a third-party agency to find a hotel, a flight or concert ticket, that may rule out making a claim. So you need to you know, book the hotel mm. yourself. And a lot of us do that. We find out what it costs on a booking site and then go to the hotel and then we are covered. You're not covered if somebody has bought the flight for you unless they're travelling as part of the party. So, again, if you use a supplementary credit card, so a lot of couples have two cards on the same account, and if the card is mine, my husband would not be covered if he bought things. So you have to be disciplined when you're booking holidays and things to make sure that the main cardholder, and that's the one who gets the bill, is the one who is booking things. And as I say, if you're not going to get the benefit of a holiday... If you're, say, paying for your children's honeymoon and it goes wrong using your credit card, they are not covered. So it has to be a direct relationship. It might be if you are wanting to treat some of your family for something, don't buy it on your card. Just send them the money or whatever. But overall, an item that is costs £100 or more, you need to be covered. There are little niggles, you know how with flights... Sometimes the return flight is, say, £210, Mm. but going out is £87 and coming back is more, but actually the seat or the luggage costs some of it. So you might get nothing back because no individual item on your flight is more than £100. 
it's those sort of things that you have to be aware of. And there is legislation that if your flight is cancelled from a UK airline or going out from here and coming mm. back to here, that you can get compensation if your flight is cancelled. It doesn't mean you won't get compensation, but you won't get it under the Consumer Credit Act. Mrs. Me, what about if you've got, I mean, we've touched on debit cards just now, but what about these prepaid cards called chargeback? Are you covered on things like that as well? Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. I don't think you are because by prepaying, you are not taking out credit. And the Consumer Credit Act is to protect people who have borrowed. And you can borrow using a debit card and you can borrow using a credit card. Mm. But a prepayment card, you've paid for it in full. So it's like using cash. OK. Consumer credit is what we're looking at. Saving you money, what to do and how to get your money back with, uh, of course, the Consumer Credit Act uh, and Section 75 particularly. What do you do, Mrs. Me, when your bank or credit card ignores your claim? You've put that claim in, but it's taking forever. You know, do you keep on chasing until you get some sort of reaction? Is there a cutoff point? How does it work? Well, if you think they haven't done enough to help you or they haven't followed the right process, you can complain to the financial ombudsman. Now, you've got to give the bank time to do so. And generally, it's regarded that you give them eight weeks to say, no, we're not going to pay you. And then you can go to the financial ombudsman. It costs you nothing. And it's got a really good record for finding for customers. I've got two examples in my family in the last five years. One was refurbishing a flat and it wasn't as he wanted and he took photographs and the retailer wouldn't do anything and then the credit card company wouldn't do anything but the financial ombudsman found for him and he got what he was looking for. He didn't get the full cost of the refurbishment but he got a reasonable amount to make it up to the level he wanted it. And another case was a car repair costing £1,800 that actually failed on the way home so the car couldn't be driven. And the garage that did it said, oh, no, we did a perfectly good job. <laughs> yeah. And the bank said, well, they're properly uh, regulated business, but the financial ombudsman, the minute they got in touch by telephone, they said, well, why would somebody pay twice for a car repair if it was already any good? <laughs> and they told the bank to pay and it was paid in a couple of days. So it all works well. And what I would say here is that occasionally, and the Law Commission found this a couple of years ago when they were investigating the system, and they said that sometimes card issuer that the banks will pay more than they have to. So they will pay just outside the strict mm. thresholds. You know, it wasn't £100 or they don't have a statutory obligation. They'll do so you know, because whatever I might say on occasions, the banks are not all there trying to rip us off. And if you've got a genuine grievance and they say, well, actually, your flights didn't qualify because some of that £200 was luggage, they'll say, but You've lost £200, so we will do this. But as I say, mm. they have the funds to charge the airline, so they're not doing it out of goodness and they're 
I think sometimes they do it because they then don't have a long row and it makes it easier for them. I'm guessing most credit card companies have a section on their website, whoever you're with, on this. And if you did want to make a claim, there is a section where you can fill in forms and uh, you know do the uh, logistical stuff of filling in forms online or downloading, printing and posting. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't want to involve too many of their staff. So you make the claim. But as I say, I don't think enough people make claims. It is a simple process for a lot of people. And all right, I say a simple process. You don't get it the next day. It's a long process. And it's one you have to keep on chasing, isn't it? It is. It is. And if you are told no, and you believe you got right on your side, don't accept no the first time. Go back and explain why you think you should claim. And with the car repair, there's quite a lot of correspondence. But once I get something going, I don't want to give up. Absolutely. And so provided quite a bit of information. You know, you're doing it, first of all, with the retailer. Then you're doing it with the bank. And then you've got a big dossier for the financial ombudsman to look at. And they can see straight away, in both cases, that they thought it was, you know, right to pay. And the financial ombudsman, they will say to a credit card that should refund you in full or in part if they don't think it was a disaster. They only think it's a partial disaster. They may say that um, the goods should be repaired or replaced, that you shouldn't get cash for them. Because sometimes there is buyer remorse and mm. people think, oh, I paid £500 for this. I don't think it's worth that. So there will be people who make claims who really don't have right on their side. And the ombudsman have to look at that and say... Mm, there are goods to be replaced, but you'll get the same bowl back. You know, you're not going to get something different. They may arrange for the service has to be carried out properly. They also will refund interest. And if you are hanging around for ages to get things sorted out, they can put a surcharge of 8% from the time you made your claim until the time you get paid, which is nice at the moment. They may say to the um, retailer that they should collect the goods at no cost to you because... Mm. Sending something back may be expensive. It is quite a dark area. Not a lot of people know about the Consumer Credit Act, uh, Section 75. It's quite a complex one and, uh, you know, worth delving into and reading that small print. I mean, it all comes on those credit card forms, doesn't it, uh, when you do open up uh, an account with a new credit uh, card supplier. You're listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. It's all about consumer credits and getting your money back. Uh, good to have your company. Glenn Tom said, and Lindsay Cook with you, of course. Lindsay Cook is Mrs. Mean. What about Mrs. Mean... I've made an international or online purchase, making that shopping safe. Does the Section 75 Act cover that? It does. And it's a particularly useful insurance policy for customers if they're dealing with a company they've never used before. You know, you see online and they say, oh, gosh, we're the cheapest at this. And you think, oh, well, are they any good? Mm -hmm. Well, if you are using a credit card and they aren't any good and you can show that it's not just you being funny about whether the cake blue works or whatever. If you've got a genuine complaint, even if the company is overseas and lots of us buy stuff on holiday and say we have buyer remorse, so it has to be a genuine reason why we think that the thing isn't any good. It's not the bottles of um, tequila that you brought back from holiday that cost you a lot of money. It's things that are genuinely not fit for purpose or not as described. But overall, international companies, and we deal with a lot of them. Sometimes you don't know you're dealing with an international company until Mm. you get the contract. So it covers you for that. And one thing that has worked in our favour, when the Consumer Credit Act came into operation, 
most holiday flights wouldn't have been covered because £100 in 1974 is the equivalent in purchasing power to £1,333.41 pence today. That's an increase of £1,233 over 49 years. And it may be that they do want to dilute it and they say, well, it's purchased over £500 and we'll all be objecting and say, oh no, that's not right. But the purchases that were covered initially were for larger items. It wasn't for, let's say, the little jaunt to and from Spain for three days. But yeah. now it's covered. And so um, there are lots of things that are covered that you might not even think about. But as I say, it has to be £100 at least for one item and you get the money back. Is there anywhere people can go to get a general overview of the Consumer Credit Act and uh, Section 75, Lindsay? The Law Commission did a report. That's quite a, a big read. Money Saving Expert has guidance your own credit card company should have guidance online that you can read, which will tell you when it applies and when it doesn't. The Financial Ombudsman Service also has a lot of guidance online, which tells you and it gives you guidance. It's saying uh, in these cases, we think the customer was right and we will help them and it will say what you should expect. Okay, the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series all about helping you save your money. If there's one takeaway we can grab from you today, Mrs. Mean, on consumer credit and uh, Section 75, what would that be? It starts before you have a problem. It starts when you're buying things, use a credit card. I know a lot of us at the moment are thinking, I'll use cash because then I know what I spend. Ideally, you use a credit card that you won't incur any interest. So you might even keep a separate credit card for purchases like this so that you don't pay any interest on the purchase, but you are covered if something goes wrong and you never know when it is going to go wrong. And recently I booked some flights, something went wrong. The company that I booked with, or actually my husband booked with, first of all said, no, no refunds. We're not doing anything. No, no, no. I pursued them. I sent about five different emails explaining why I thought we had the case. Got the money back in my bank account, Great. in my credit card account, only yesterday. Wow. Okay, as recent as that. All right, so mm. good advice, Mrs. Mean. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. Lots of back catalogue episodes in our vault. So uh, check out the other ones as well. Some other great episodes on uh, saving you money, saving money on energy bills. Very much in the news, how to complain. Uh, we take a look at Christmas as well. I know we're months away from Christmas as we're uh, now in the summer. But, you know, we can look ahead to Christmas. Cars, selling stuff, cashback schemes, pets, lots more in our back catalogue. Uh, Mrs. Mean, you're always happy to hear from people as well, aren't you, via our website, mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk. There is a contact the show button at the top of the page, but always good to hear from folk, isn't it? Absolutely, because they can tell me what is concerning them because there are maybe things that are going on that I don't know about. There mm. will be lots of things going on that I don't know about. And I want to help anybody who is falling foul of a, a business that is not treating them fairly. Okay. So tell your friends, tell your family all about the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series. Search Mrs. Mean Money Show where you get your podcast and hit that subscribe button. Contact details coming up again in just a moment. But Mrs. Mean, thanks so much. Good to see you. Stay mean, won't you? Whatever you do. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk and get in touch via the Contact the Show button. 
Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit the subscribe button. 